the thing that goes through my mind constantly is I'm a shit mum. And this is a belief that comes up for me every time Memphis has a meltdown, every time I might feel like I'm doing something that someone else might have an opinion on, the shame, the belief of I'm a shit mum comes up constantly. So that's what we're going to dive into today on First Time Parents. Welcome. Uh, if you're new here, I usually record with my husband, Griffo. Uh, he's a sparky. And then there's me who is just working life out as a mom of a three-year-old at the moment. But our mission with this podcast is to help other parents feel less alone by sharing all our shitty moments and exposing the struggle of our relationship in year three of being first-time parents and our differences in our parenting styles. And you hear the raw, the real, and the vulnerable every single week on this podcast. But today I want to dive into something that's coming up for me a lot. So I've got my coach on, Dominique Fletcher. (laughs) Hello. So for those who don't know, Dom has been with me for seven or eight months now. She's been in my back pocket and she's a nurturing coach. So she really gets me as a woman who was very high paced, overachievers mindset, has a lot of thoughts going on in her head to really slow down, be present, be grateful to really enjoy the moment and to question the stories that are coming up in my mind. And I talk about the stories and that one that you heard when I press play on this episode, I'm a shit mum, is one that comes up a lot for me. And so I've got Dom here. Hello. Hello, darlings. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for speaking on this topic. I'm a shit mum. We're constantly going around shaming ourselves, creating stories all the time. And it's not just you, Heidi. It's all of us. You know, as soon as 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 you're pregnant, what am I supposed to do? What's the best for the baby? Am I doing this wrong? Am I doing this wrong? It's never about feeling into it. It's about what society tells you you should be doing. Yeah, and I think with social media, even our podcast, like I'm sure – I'm a shit mum comes Mm. up for other people when they hear how Griffo and I parent sometimes. I know for me, I've had so many other people's opinions run through my head in some of the most crucial moments with my son. And Mm. those crucial moments I talk about is when he's having those big emotional outbursts, meltdowns, whatever you want to call them. And I sometimes fight him scream at him back sometimes I shut down and then whatever happens sometimes I'm really perfect in the moment and I'm there and I'm present I'm holding space for him and I'm cuddling him and you know trying to calm him down but whenever I exit that kind of you know scenario which is what we talked about on voice messages the other day those loud opinions of other people or you know those beliefs and stories come up And I'm sat there in shame because I might have yelled at him in a moment where he's just poked the bear, like, you know, he's been poking, 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 poking all morning. And then I'm just like, rah! (laughs) And I think I messaged. It was like, I feel like a psychopath. That was the words because that's how it feels in that moment. This roar, these emotions just come out. And then we go, oh, my God. And we can feel them coming out and actually see them, but we can't stop them. 
Yeah. And I think it was the other day I'd had this beautiful morning with him and it's the contrast of being a parent. I know like one minute I'm like, oh my God, I love this little boy forever. I don't want him to go to daycare tomorrow. I just want to spend 24 seven with him because he's growing up so quickly. Oh my God. I love him so much. Next minute. I want him to shut the fuck up, go yeah, to sleep. Out my face. I need half an hour to myself, just fucking sleep. And I came out to you and it's those moments that I'm really feeling like he he doesn't listen to me. And so I get to a point where I'm just like, just fucking sleep. And I think the other day I was like, I just grabbed the book and I was like, just fucking go to sleep. Like I'm not going to read you any more books. And I said to you, I felt like a psychopath. And I don't think people talk about this enough as parents, those moments of anger that we can have back at these you know, little kids or older kids, whatever you've got, but, you know, us in the toddler years, I I felt like a psychopath. That's literally how I felt. And I think it's really important to normalise this. And I will never forget, and I'll always say this, when I heard the Dalai Lama say he would not have the patience for, for children, that yeah. it's the biggest spiritual journey you'll ever go on because it brings everything up. And that always provides me with such comfort Mm. and everywhere we look we're shaming ourselves you know my my kids are school age and it's comparing that I'm not doing that they're doing that and they're doing that and I'm not doing this this must be I'm a bad parent oh have you seen how calm they are with with their children oh my god I just react all the time and it goes on and it gains momentum everyone does it yeah does it yeah, and I think that's, you know, a big one that's been coming up for me. Like Memphis, sometimes I feel like he's a psychopath too. Like I want to have this kid with big emotions because, you know, we were shamed to have emotions back in the day. And so I'm doing all these things to get him to have big emotions. And then when we're out in public or, you know, we're down the beach or whatever, I just feel like sometimes he's the only one that's like acting like a psychopath. <laughs> Yeah, and I've just had a message off a client saying the same thing, like, what's wrong with my child? Yes, that's how it feels sometimes. Like, what's wrong with my child? Everyone seems really calm and it's my child. And again, we we see what we want to see, don't we? Mm. Our filter, and it's really important to bring that up, that if you came out that situation, you know, you came out the room, you voice note me, if you came out that situation and looked at it in a neutral way, we're doing a bit of NLP here, coming out and going, okay, what actually happened? He wasn't going to sleep. I needed some downtime. I got angry because he wouldn't go to sleep. Mm. That's as simple as what happened. So you go, oh, okay, I had an emotion, just as he's having an emotion. You know, how can I support myself now? And then when he's awake or... If he's not sleeping, go back to him and say, mommy just went a bit crazy then, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. And I do. And like I even talk about, you know, hey, mommy does need her own time now. She just needs to go have some quiet time or I'm really hungry. I've got to go have a shower. I just want to have that time out. So if you're not ready to go to sleep yet, buddy, or if you need another cuddle or whatever, like I'm here. But it was just that, you know, sometimes it's like I'm at the end of my energy, I guess. It's kind of like I'm feeling so depleted. I just need some time away from you. But I said, like, it's the contrast, isn't it? Like one minute you want to spend the rest of your life just 
yeah. holding their hand, being with them every second. They're like little angels. And then the next minute you're like, Wah! and then you're like, you know what? Maybe I could just walk out the door and that would be it. Like <laughs> in these conversations. And I'll never forget one mom had said to me, oh, it was a couple of years ago. She says, it's like I'm in an abusive relationship. It's like, mm. and I was like, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Like speak up. Sometimes they completely abuse us and it's because we're our safety that we're their safety and it's okay and it's okay for us to 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 feel that we don't want to be sometimes that safety that we want them to be nice with us yeah yeah a hundred percent so can you tell us why do you think it's ingrained in so many of us that I'm a shit mum comes up all the time and then I kind of want to know how can we um release the shame how can we stop beating ourselves up well, I think first of all, look at look at parenthood and how much actually that has changed. That women are in the workplace and we've evolved so much, but we've got extra expectations on ourselves. And we're not taking care of ourselves on a real deep level, mm. maybe surface level. I'll take that time out here and there. But to really surface level put those though take care of ourselves is so different. And I don't think we're doing it. And we're easily triggered. And these expectations that we look outwards all the time, we look for validity outside of us. You know, we live in a society where we're not enough, you know, buy that product, do this, do that. We're not enough. And it's the same. We look outside for validity that we're doing a good job. And we yes. look at and other women who are doing incredible and they, they've got kids and they're thriving. But I listen to these voice notes of these women and that is not the case, that they're living this human experience. And sometimes, you know, they're all over motherhood one day and then another day. They're just, you know, they're not. And they're absolutely, you know, they feel like they're failing in it. And, you know, you think about when the baby's born, again, more expectations of you should be breastfeeding, they should be sleeping then, and this, this, this. Again, this is ingrained in us. Oh, if we don't do it that way, we're, we're shit. And that starts to just ingrain into our brain. Because yeah. I'm looking for evidence of, oh, okay, this is how I should should be. And it it's like a tumbleweed. So I feel that's where it comes from is this constant need for validation of what type of mom we should be. And we look outside. You know, if if particular parents are going and taking their kids to a birthday party and you know what you just you're done and you don't want to do that you're following what's right and aligned for you so that you can show up and be a better parent instead of going to that birthday party and shaming yourself for feeling tired and triggered and worn out yeah and I think this is the thing isn't it it's like 
so many of us are trying to do 50,000 things all at once and our parents didn't do that. I mean, they have their own different, we have our own different Mm -hmm. issues going on with that generation. (laughs) Um, You know, like I said, I think in every kind of, that's what me and Griffo were talking about, you know, there's always going to be something like in 20 years, you're going to be talking about how we shouldn't have done this with our kids and that fucked them up. And, (laughs) and, you know, so like for me, I'm like, this is such a, a big topic because it's constantly Mm. arising for me as a parent yeah and I think you know we we we're living now in parenting where it is about consciously parenting and allowing them to have emotions so that in itself is creating an expectation on ourselves. and okay they're allowed to have emotions and it's Mm. healthy but it's it's triggering for us too and it, it's hard to see them experiencing these emotions because we're so programmed to not have them mm, yeah and, you know I feel like conscious parenting taking it on a deeper level conscious parenting is about feeling into it and you know and being able to express ourselves that you know what mommy is really tired today and I feel like I'm on the edge of exploding. I'm just warning you. And having these real conversations, because I'm noticing the more of these conversations I have with my seven-year-old, she gets it more. And she mm. says, Mom, why didn't you ask for more help? You know, so if I can gift not being the perfect. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know I need to. But if I can model to her, not about being the perfect person that never gets angry or frustrated but about teaching her that about humanness I think that's more important feels for me more important yeah do you think because that's pretty massive her saying like mum why didn't you ask for more help because you're obviously having these conversations with her that you felt like you had to do a lot and be a lot Mm -hmm. and you know and I think that's a lot of parents these days like and that's the biggest issue that I even like, I would do, if I had a baby number two, I would do things so different. I would have asked for so much more help, but I had this expectation on myself to do, be everything. Like how do you, how do we help women and men like ask for help? Like what, how can we change? I think one of the most important things is actually being totally honest with the people that we have around us to actually speak on how we're feeling, not for anyone to fix it. Yeah. You know what? I'm having a really hard day. Like I think back to when both my kids were born and I had the postnatal depression, anxiety. I put on a face. I buffered my way through, through doing, through cooking, through trying to be the perfect, doing it all. If only I had spoken up, not just, to other people around, but to even my husband. I didn't. Yeah, wow. didn't feel safe to do that, not because of anything he was doing, but it didn't feel safe for me. And if we only just speak up to say, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm having a really hard day. Can you imagine someone saying that to you, how much you would really relate to them? And I feel like, you know, having those people in your life that you can do that, it really softens the intensity of it, that uh, it softens us and go, it's okay. Softens the shame 
So do you think that the us not asking for help plays into the I'm a shit mum story? Because we're trying to juggle, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's really responsible for us kind of exploding and then feeling resentful and feeling like a victim and the ego just comes in really, really loudly. You know, why am I the one holding it all together? I'm the one being the glue because this is all ego, but we do say it and that can be on re- repetition. And you think, those thoughts that are driving us, there's not really much positive that comes from that energy. Whereas if we express, let it out, ask for help, or just share how we're feeling that, you know what, maybe I'm not enjoying motherhood right now. I'm in survival mode. And someone else comes in and says, you know what, so am I. And it's not about being negative. It's just about releasing that. And sometimes that's what we need. So I think we shame ourselves because we're in our individual houses. We've we've isolated ourselves. We're not living in community. We're not able to see someone at their raw, vulnerable state to say, you know what? She needs us jumping in and just taking the baby. Yeah. We've all got this perfect parent mask on, like I'm a fucking perfect parent. And then it's like, well, what is a perfect parent? You know, someone that holds their shit together doesn't, yeah, like, you know, it's, it, what but is, is that a per- That is not. That's what I mean. Like, what is, what even is it? Yeah. And where has it come from? And sometimes it's like, okay, where has this come from? And, you know, we talk about, you know, the work that we do is the limiting beliefs and really what's going on in subconscious and programming ourselves. And it's like, okay, what stories have I been picking up? You know, yeah. what stories? Is going on and on in my mind. I'm a shit parent. I'm I'm shit at this. I can't do this. I can't do this. You know what? It's it's about first of all asking yourself what stories are coming up. You know, in that moment, that felt really real for you. Yes. yes. You know, you, you bring in the facts of it and objectivity. No, you're not a shit mom. And I say this to you all the time. No, this has just happened. But in those moments, feel that shame. Okay, invite it in. You know, I always say invite these emotions in for a herbal tea. Just let it be there. You're feeling shame. Okay. And then just go, oh, where do I think? What stories am I talking about? What stories are going on in my head? Or they don't do anything. Or, you know, even even between parent and parent, the mom and dad, we can have these stories about them. Mm. And it builds and it builds. And these stories, it's so interesting one of the big things that I first found in my personal development journey was mm-hmm. that these stories in my head that I would, I'd been living my life, like they were truth and gospel, yes. but they were made up stories. And I was just watching a program the other day, all on mindset. And if this just feels like a little bit like, what the fuck are they talking about with stories and ego and everything? Like yeah. just know that, you know, we all we all start somewhere when we start to discover these stories. And, you know, for me, it was like I had these beliefs about myself. And now I found out that 60 to 70,000 thoughts I have a day and majority of them, 95% of them are the same ones from the day before. Yeah. So I'm a shit mum is coming up yeah. thousands and thousands of times a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that can you talk a little yeah. bit into that? Yeah. So first of all, just that going going with that um, story of I'm a shit mom, I'm a shit mom. So what happens is that's going on in the subconscious on repetition. You're in a situation where you're at your wit's end, you explode. So the mind goes, see, told you. So what happens is 
the mind looks for evidence that that I'm a shit mom is true and real. So it goes, ah, oh, there you go. Told you so. There'll be another situation that comes up and see, told you, told you, you're a shit mom. And it, it really, it elaborates it. It's like when I say someone is looking to buy a new car, you know, and they'll see a particular make of car that they want and then they'll see it everywhere. That's your filter in your mind. It filters out. So what we're wanting to do is go acknowledge all the stories. Now, these stories can be developed from when we grew up and the programming that we've had from such a young age. And they feel like facts for us. Yes. These stories feel true and real. And all they are is perceptions. So we've had this perception as a child. We've created a story and then we've reinforced that years and years and years and years and years and and looked for evidence and then it's like yeah that's in the subconscious yeah that's real Mm. and then someone else comes in with different memories different stories they have a different perception but we think they think the same as us and really we just have different stories and then you've got stories of society and expectations and what a good mom looks like and you should be working you should be you know, you're working, you're a bad mom if you're working full time and you're a bad mom if you're not working full time and you just stay, oh, you, you know, you're just staying at, her, at home, you know, and you actually can't win. So you think about it and go, actually, none of it is true. So once you know what the inner chatter is, it's starting to look for evidence to say, oh, actually, what is truth? Because why is it true for me and not someone else? Mm. So that that I am a shit mom that comes up, that's on repeat. You know, what stories, what else are you saying to yourself? And how can you look for evidence? Like Heidi, all the things that you do for Memphis, you hold that space for him. You are creating some mindfulness with him, aren't you, of having set days and rituals. And the fact that you care so much, that's proof that you're a good mom because you care. Not yeah. Because- had an explosion because you were at your wit's end. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's those things that you even just talking about it when we've got these programmings and, and making these decisions or actions or reactions are coming from our subconscious. You know, consciously I go to the beach every day and I do these amazing things with him, but in those moments of like the psychopath, psychopath. <laughs> you know, I'm not sitting there acknowledging the beautiful things that I do and being grateful and, you know, loving all the joy that we had the day before and the laughter and everything. It's like, I'm just constantly focusing on being the psychopath. <laughs> like if I'm, my buttons are pushed or if he's watched too much TV today, or if I've not been present, if I've been on my phone, it's like, they're all the times that the shit mum's coming up, you know? Yeah. And it's really important that in those moments, you know, when we've got to that point, there is no comeback from that point is and we can't, we can't, we're thinking from that emotional side of the brain. So that is why we're on and we go on and we go on. Whereas if we come away, and I always say this, ground, come into your body, then you're able to come back into the room with that thinking, logical, prefrontal cortex brain that can go, oh, this is what happened. And you come back down. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of work with the nervous system. <laughs> so important for you to ground the body. So in that moment, you know, your coping mechanism was right. You came away. You did voice note me. You came back. 
you know, whether that's some breathing, whether that's some shaking, whether that's some movement, whether that's having a scream. I know there's a few times you've done that. It's coming back, letting it out, and then coming back to that part of the brain. The nervous system is in that restorative part that you're able to have a conversation. There's nothing good that comes from that state. Yeah, nothing. Nothing <laughs> logical. Nothing logical comes from there. Mm-mm. You know, and some of the times that, you know, I have screamed at the kids and my throat is sore and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a big indicator of how of of how triggered you were. Yeah. And we all do it, but we just don't perhaps talk about it enough. Yeah, 100 percent. And that's why I wanted to get you on today, because I know from just the women that I've worked with, the women that slide into our DMs uh, for this podcast is I'm a shit mum comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And I know even in mine and Griffo's relationship counseling, and we've talked about that, you know, like for him, he's just so not. I was going to say stable, like he just, he, he goes like we're humans, like we're parents. Like, of course, we're going to yell sometimes. Of course, we're going to do this. Like he's so kind to himself and compassionate. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think maybe a lot of the dads are then. And, you know, this, that's a generalization. I'm sure there's dads that have the, I'm a shit dad going on, Mm -hmm. but I feel like they're kinder to themselves in the way that they speak to themselves. Whereas us, you know, mums, we're the ones that are really hard on ourselves. We're really tough and it's the negative self-talk that comes with it, you know, and the shaming, like we said. Mm. But I think it's also really important to understand that the relationship between dad and child and mum and child is actually very different. Mm. Oh, my God, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think it's important that we acknowledge that and, you know, we do all at once, we, we, we think with emotions straight away, whereas men do it after. Yeah, if that. <laughs> if uh... So it's like, okay, we actually, you know, process things differently. So, okay, he's calm right now. You're not. Okay, that's all right. It's, it's just giving yourself permission to just go, it's okay, however you show up. Um. You know, I know we all want to do an incredible job. And I remember when I went through counseling um, for the first time with my eldest, she did actually said to me, you know what, you actually only have to get it right 35% of the time. I was like, oh, God. And, and I won't mess them up. She's like, no, actually. <laughs> and, you know, those words really gave me a lot of comfort to go, you know what, no, I, I don't have to be it all. And that's the story that I'm telling myself. I have to be it all. And what? We only have to get it right 35% yeah. of the time. Oh, fuck. We're, we're winning. Woohoo. <laughs> I think I'm doing all right. You know, and, I, you know, it's just, it's explaining, it's also knowing that a lot of us are walking around with our nervous system out of balance. And so our child has a tantrum, we're straight there. And, you know, you talk about the freeze as well you either you do the fight or flight or you freeze and that's a different stage of your nervous system the overwhelm is so high that you freeze your muscles shut down physically and you're stuck there in this overwhelm and obviously that you know the negative self-talk it's the same with when we're in the fight or flight we're ready for a fight aren't we yeah attacking me i'm going to attack you back and that's yeah. because the nervous system 
it's heightened it's in that fight or flight whereas when we come to the restorative part when we actually put work into restoring our nervous system we have more elasticity with our nervous system so if something happens we're more grounded in it and if we are triggered we're able to come back down very very quickly but if we're not balanced in our nervous system we're off there and we're off there for days yeah you know, and I even know when we started working together, you used to be there for days. Yeah. So like within sometimes within like an hour, you're like, yeah, I'm fine now. I'm like, oh, yeah. And that that I think that has been one of the most significant changes I've seen in you. Mm. You're like, you know what? I'm talking to myself in a really horrible way. I'm creating this story. I'm going to do some breath work. So you're working on the body. The body feeds the mind. And you're able to come back down and go, yeah, I'm over that. That's okay. Yeah, I've moved on. Like, what? Well, yeah, I've moved on now. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's so, so very true that if you put that work into yourself in, in that element, then you're going to move through your life less reactive. And you maybe start, you maybe don't shout at your kids as often. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, it's the, it's the, like you giggle because it's like, we're told not to consciously, but like, as we said, we're all having this human experience. And the more conversations that I have with mums, the more conversations I have with experts like yourself, coaches, I realize that, you know, it, 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 it is about being kind to ourselves when, you know, when we're having those psychopathic moments. Because yeah, <laughs> so- yeah. let's, let, I think that would be a nice takeaway for, for everyone <laughs> is those psychopathic um you know times because we all exactly know what they are and it's like something takes over your body yeah you know asking yourself how can you hold those hold yourself in those moments Mm. you know is it removing yourself is it some deep breathing is it screaming is it going outside you know just what's an experiment with it it doesn't have to look a certain way you know and how can I teach my kids that okay you're losing it come back down and then we'll have a talk. And that's the conversation I'm having with um, Indy, my eldest, is, okay, we're not going to have this conversation now. You know, if she's crying or having a complete meltdown, I'll just sit there and she'll try and talk and I, I just will sit there. I say, let's talk now. Once she's just come back down and she's actually hearing me. Yes. Um, and it's the same with ourselves. We can't come up with, you know, we want to come up with fixes and then we shame ourselves and then we perhaps may stroll, stroll, scroll through scroll. our and say, oh, look at that perfect mum. Oh, what are they doing with their life? Oh. And that feeds it, doesn't it? Yeah. The Insta scroll is no good for your soul, baby. Oh, no. I like that. I'll never forget that time when you're like, I think you were voice noting me and you're like, I'm buffering, I'm scrolling. I'm oh, and I, I know, like, I'll see it now when I'm numbing out my, you know, things or if I'm trying to silence the voices in my head or whatever, like I'll Insta scroll sometimes. And then it's like, well, well, that made it 10 times worse, didn't it? Or, you know, and, and that's one of the chapters in my book is like talking about you know, when you're on socials and being aware of those voices that come up for you. Um, so yeah, although we think that it's helping us in the moment, it's definitely not. And it doesn't really change your mood. If anything, it makes it worse. Yeah. And what we're doing is we're trying to get an instant dopamine hit to counteract how we're feeling because we're feeling mm-hmm. crap. So, you know, have these conversations with yourself. You know, I always say the first part of looking is is awareness and looking not with a judgment space, but going, oh, I'm triggered when I'm having that conversation with that particular mum. Or, 
in this situation you know I, I've I've very much found the kids being at school that's triggering what did she say to me she said oh the teacher asked who has snacks for when they get back home like ready <laughs> she goes and, Pressure. And, and, yes and then she goes and you don't do you know what happened in that moment I I created this story what are you trying to say that I'm a crap mom but and, and I started justifying myself well actually I'm trying to create my work around you guys and blah, blah, blah. I'm here for pickup and this was my stuff and I was like yeah. wow just about a snack being available ready for them as they walk through the door oh my god so they they expect snacks when they walk through the door when yeah. they're in oh, primary yeah. school bloody hell what are they teaching them these days oh and it was like the teacher <laughs> asked that question of like <laughs> of who of who when they walk through the door who has a snack waiting for them on the table oh I'm like fumbling around like you know they're emotional and I'm like just throwing food at them whatever I can find <laughs> you know I, but I that was my stuff I was like what yeah. are you trying to say Indy are you trying to because she went well I don't and I said what are you trying to say that I'm a I'm a bad mom mm. and I went off with that story that was my story that so- happened snacks on the table meant that I'm not a good mom well when I come over and walk through the front door I expect snacks on the table (laughs) I remember that (laughs) you know this is how it can get away with us yes well I absolutely love talking to you you know you're in my back pocket you've been coaching me. I wanted to share my, you know, story and my belief of I'm a shit mum because I know that mm-hmm. so many women, it's happening to you too, um, or dads as well. I'm a shit dad. So if anyone wants to share their story, I would love to chat to you on the next podcast. Please message me on Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson um, or send me an email info at shedyourshit.com.au. I'd love to get you on the podcast to actually talk to you about where you think you're a shit mum. I want to, maybe I can give you advice after working with Dom, maybe before I can break you. Yeah, and then we can identify, okay, what, you know, I think just even speaking up on it and go, oh, what story am I telling myself? What what bullshit is coming out? Yeah. Mm. Yes, let's get on and hear your bullshit beliefs. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love for you to message me. I nearly gave my old radio number there. Like I was on a radio (laughs) show, went back to a radio show, call in on blah, 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 blah. No, please send me a message and we'll get it lined up for you to come because, this whole podcast is about helping other parents feel less alone. And so by having you come on the podcast and talk about your bullshit beliefs mm-hmm. and have me and Griffo potentially try and help you. I mean, maybe we'll try and get Dom back as well. Um, we'll do a live coaching session. Yeah, we'll do a live <laughs> coaching session. Please message me um, and know that you aren't alone. If you're loving the podcast, rate, review it. It means a lot for us to, you know, I guess get the message out there um, to other parents because, you know, there's many times where we felt so alone and this podcast mm-hmm. has helped us. So thank you so much, Dom. Where can people find you? I'll chuck your deets in the show notes but if you want to give yourself a shout out okay well jump into my dms with your shitty stories um it's dominique fletcher underscore most of the way you contact me is just through instagram so just send me a dm i'm always here to receive awesome thank you so much dom we love you all thank you so much for listening